0: Welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. She's right. It's the Glass City Church Podcast. Jeff, I like your shirt that you're wearing right now. Thank you. It looks nice. Nobody can see what it looks like. It's true. Let me describe it. Can I describe it?
1: It's a South Toledo t-shirt.
0: Yes, it says SO. My
1: my neighbors uh, own a silk screening shop over on Rugby right by Plate 21 called Printed on a Lark. They're the, the Lark family and... Yeah, we uh, we love them, and um, they make cool shirts. So everyone, check out printed on a lark. Printed on a lark. They're right. not even an official sponsor not because sponsor. we don't actually have those. But if we did, I'm sure they would want to be in on it. And I wore another one of their shirts last Wednesday uh, at our Wednesday night worship thing. It was like a bicycle, and it, and it said Toledo, Ohio on it. And I got another one that says four one nine in like script. It kind of looks like kind of like cool. the fists. No, but those stickers on my on my car, oh, on your are, car. are made by them as well. Yeah. yeah. We like, I like I like supporting supporting the peeps.
0: It's good. Yeah, it's man. Good, some good stuff. There's a lot of. It was actually four one nine day not too
1: long ago. You know, on, on the nineteenth. On the nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how that works. I right? know. Yeah. Well, that was right. No, never mind. Did um, you do any
0: fun Toledo thingies? Toledo. No. Nope. Based. Things? I didn't do any
1: Toledo thingies. No, but uh, because we can't. That's true. Yeah, we can't.
0: I mean, you can get. You could. Do some things, right? Well,
1: I mean, we, we walk around the neighborhood and wave to people and visit families that we live near.
0: That's about as sliddo as you can get. It's true. Yeah. So.
1: All right. Yep. That's good, Jeff. It is. It is. Okay. So what's up, dude? Well, Let's make it happen, a, Captain.
0: I. It's a conversation, Jeff, that we need to have. Okay. About your sermon.
1: About my sermon. About your sermon. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we- uh, in, in this coronavirus uh, quarantine stuff, um, we're still uh, under a stay-at-home order until the
1: 1st, um, which, right? I think the stay-at-home order actually extends, doesn't it? Does it? I think it's just they're, they're like opening businesses. Like, they're kind uh, of um, in different tiers, different levels.
0: Gotcha. Did that just come out today?
1: I don't know. I don't
0: know. There's so much new things changing. Yep. So, so, yeah. So. It's crazy. Um. But, no, so we're... We're uh, talking about Sunday, um, and what is, this?
1: Why do you is I'll, this?
0: I'll
1: give you I'll give you five dollars if you can tell me who this is. Came out in '99, so I think you were like a year old, maybe. I was four. You're four. Just listen to the listen to the chorus. I don't. It's very relevant. And over my head, I want to be. About diving in, Justin. I, don't, in. I don't know. Stephen I Curtis Chapman.
0: It. I, hey, it's Steve's, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Saddle
1: up them horses. Yeah. We got a trail to blaze. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right, Jeff. So. Caffeine's kicking in. I love it. There you go. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, talk to us about your sermon. Where are we? What's the context? You know, the usual.
1: The usual. The usual. So this, this week, um, just. Through praying and just asking God where to go, um, we went to the Sermon on the Mount. We went to because uh, um, I was thinking about how how all of this has really affected our activities. And I read all the time how people are, and, and I I'm not saying I'm not I'm not immune to this either. But like just you know, there's this kind of like low grade kind of anxiety slash um, just just feeling like not so not so chipper,
0: uh, a funk, a funk.
1: Yes. Um, yes, it's a it's a it's an interesting time. And a lot of times when, when, when our activities, when we're, when we're, when what we can do changes. So, and this even happens like on an individual basis, like if somebody gets injured and they're laid up for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, things set in, you know, you, you start, you start having more time to think about stuff. Um, one, one pastor that I follow online said, um, something to the effect of, you know, um, the The problem used to be uh, not enough time with your family, but now that you have all this time with your family, you're actually starting to see some of the problems. Yeah, and and uh, and so it's it's almost like there's a there's this proverbial mirror uh, that we're looking in as we're you know limited in what we can do. We're we're coming to terms with our control issues. We're coming to terms with our comfort issues, mm. um, our desire for you know life to be the way that it is, uh, the way that it was rather, even though we had plenty to complain about even then. And now it's like we're complaining that we can't be in a position that we used to complain about. Yeah. And that's silly. And so um, anytime activity changes, um, it can affect the way that you see yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this there's this um, unbreakable bond or link between act, uh, identity and activity. And and so um, I was like, I was just thinking, you know, well, well who does Jesus say we are? Yeah. You know, because that's the, the, the identity is what informs the activities, not the other way around, even though our broken sinful state can, um, can convince us otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was more of just a reminder of who we are and what we're called to. And so it was, it was, um, Matthew five, I think it was 13 through 16, probably. And, uh, you know, it was, it was Jesus telling us who we are, mm-hmm. He's telling us you, you are, you are the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world and then he 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 kind of like expounds on that a bit um but then at the end the, the the last verse he says you know therefore uh let your light shine before men so that they see your good works and 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 uh give glory to your father your in father. heaven that's right yeah so that was the, that's the text that we that we covered it was uh Matthew 5:13 to 16 I believe it was a, it was a really nicely you know kind of it wasn't this big long expansive thing and yet there's so much in there <laughs> That I didn't even get to, yeah, because um, I, I'm not under no delusions that I'm interesting for more than a half an hour. <laughs> you know, I start I start pushing. I think I've been averaging about don't 30, say that about 32 minutes. I mean, I'm not interested in myself for for, for more than half an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was a it was it was certainly a a very. I came home after I got done writing it, and I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Honey, I love you." and my brain is mush right now and so please don't misinterpret that because it's it's not a I'm not trying to be aloof or um you know just just disinterested i just my you know my my cpu has been overclocked and it's been running at 110% all through this sermon because there's so it's i was so excited about the text i was so glad it's not a place i would naturally go i preached through the entire gospel of matthew back in i think 2012 and so I wasn't necessarily thinking, I don't know. I always, I always want to go, go for something new. And it's been interesting because I've, I've preached Nehemiah, uh, back in 2011. And that was our, our second week, I think of this, of this, uh, just doing everything online thing. And then, and then all of a sudden now, and we did two, two weeks, uh, different passages in second Corinthians. And, um, and now we're, uh, we, we just hit Matthew five and, uh, um, I actually didn't even have my old sermon from that, um, which I'm glad for because a lot of times uh, I'll read something from years and years ago, and I'll just kind of be like, "Oh man, there's so many things I missed in that," <laughs> yeah. which is again just a great reason to keep reading your Bible over and over and over again. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. It's, it's it was I I I thoroughly it 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 was so convicting and encouraging to me.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of reading your Bible.
1: More and more and more. More and more and more.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, you actually shared an infographic info. Is that the right word?
1: I don't know. It's a, it was a picture with, with stuff on it. A picture? We'll, we'll just with, call it that. Yep. It uh, was a it's, meme. Well will just call it a meme just for all, a meme. For, all, for all the kids out there. <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Uh,
0: no, so it is, uh, actually, I'm going to pull that up for you. Um, but you were talking about Bible reading as, as a whole, um and just as an example um for you know ways that that plays out
1: in uh well ways that that are are if 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 our activity is not reflecting what we think our identity is it's probably not the identity that we're living according to
0: yeah and we uh let me pull this up here um we
1: uh <coughs> good golly.
0: What, you're right No, on? you're
1: just clearing your throat. Every I'm five sorry. 5 seconds. I'm sorry. I got the On my headphones. My headphones are hot right now. I got to turn them down a little bit. I
0: got the Rona, Jeff.
1: No, you, no you don't. You better not.
0: Um <laughs> uh, well, I thought I had this uh yeah. oh, okay. Ready to pull up, Score. but I didn't cuz I was okay. looking up that the Forbes uh, oh, yeah, thing for Kanye. <laughs> um but we talked about things that you can do um you know, you can read the Bible in what was it? Uh, one hundred and sixty days, days. If you, if you spend 165? half an
1: hour, that's no 100, 120 for Old Testament, forty for New Testament. Um, that's 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 half a year. Yeah, not even. Well, well I don't. I, I'm not a mathlete, but I feel like it would be like eight one hundred 180 360 So yeah, not even half a year.
0: Yeah, and we talked about this before, but there's, I mean, you can the the amount of things that can. Uh, it, it's not crazy. This I mean it's twenty, thirty minutes a day. Um and what it says in just twelve in and, and twelve minutes per day you could read the whole Bible in a year. Yeah. Twelve minutes. That's right. Um and we let so many things and this is myself included, uh we let so many things get to us um insofar as we you know, we either pile our, our things uh, our our schedules up to full and Um, I think this time in.
1: No, we all have 168 hours a week. Yeah. You know, 30 minutes a day, 70% of people surveyed said that they spend at least that on their email. 59% invest at least 30 minutes a day watching TV, 32% at least 30 minutes a day on podcasts, 28% at least a half hour on Facebook, 26% on YouTube. I mean, there's so many things that, I mean, it's just a lie. Yeah. To say, I don't have time is a lie. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you really don't have time, skip a meal yeah you know like those like i've i've read i mean i was I was going to use some some you know snappy snappy quotes from other people, and I was like, no, I don't really need to because it's if if we're gonna be intellectually honest about this then then it's there's there's no debate to be had yeah Like, th- you can you can't squeeze thirty minutes out of your day to 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 spend time in god's uh you know amazing inspired and errant word then then I don't I'm not trying to convince you that you have time because you already know you do yeah and so and that was just an example to show you know that that about half of half a well, where where was it
0: well it definitely puts it in perspective um, because it's easy to think I don't have enough time to do such and such
1: um, well it's because because forty one percent the 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 two thousand nineteen discipleship pathway assessment study from Nashville's based lifeway research. 41% of those surveyed who were Christians mm-hmm. said that they, they don't spend time in the Bible every week. Yeah. And for your identity to, to it's, it's, I don't want to use that word. It's not really a bad word, but it's kind of a bad word. Um, it's ludicrous. We'll say that that's better than the other one. It's <laughs> ludicrous. I know you just thought about the rapper, but, um, you know, cause I'm so hip, but it's, it's, it's. it's just completely ridiculous that 41% of people who say my identity is in Christ, you know, assen- essentially saying they're a Christian, uh, almost half of them aren't spending time in the word every week. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that is not your identity informing your activity. It's, it's your activity, you know, just taking over and, and just kind of obscuring your identity. And I mean, there's the, I'm not sitting here trying to be captain conviction, but but come on like if you're an adult come on like that's that's there's no excuse yeah
0: well i think and even with getting and gathering this information um when you look at like data and statistics and things like that um this topic is it's a little uh interesting to look at because a lot of these studies will pull information from all Americans, all Americans read their Bibles like 49% of the time. And it's like, well.
1: Yeah, because America, that's, that's. I mean, God, it's not, God yeah. bless the USA. And yeah,
0: It's not synonymous with being a Christian. No. Um, no. And so some of the, uh, really some of the, the statistical information that gets pulled is kind of goofy um, in some of these studies. And we'll link, you know, if you want to nerd out on data and statistics, be our guest. We'll put them in the show notes
1: for you. Well, I just, I just, I just found a new statistic today. Actually, that fifty-one percent of the people surveyed are the majority. Isn't that crazy? Wow, I know. That was okay. <laughs> if I had my if I had my do sound effects. Not on this patch. I have oh, it on the other patch, okay. but I don't want to flip but, back and forth.
0: But yeah, no, and it, it. I mean, there's a Pew Research study that was done in like 2014, which is bordering on obsolete information. Um, just you know, with you look at like. I don't know, research paperwork and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's a little old, a little dated. Um, but it says 63% of evangelical Protestants um, who claim to be evangelical Protestants, 63% read their Bible at least once a week. And that's once a week.
1: Um, you oh, do it have is. it. I do have it. There, there you, you go. Know. That's really what it should have been. It's just, it's really, yeah, it's really. It's, you had the crickets? Uh, yeah, I do. Bank one, there it is. Wow, that's yep. good. I know, love this. But no, thing.
0: like, in, it's it's I'm it's a, a sad thing. That
1: well, it's sad, but but it explains so much. It does because the next thing I talked about was was that you know fifty nine percent of people in the past who Christians in the past six months haven't shared the gospel with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that should feel more offensive than it probably does. Yeah, like there is that that's what else are we here for, man? You yeah. know, like what's, no. what's more important.
0: Yeah. And there's, and then this, in this whole situation with, right, with the state of the world right now has, you know, made it a little challenging and this is not a, by any means a, um, a platform for an excuse, but this is, Hey, like we need to be diligent even when we've, you know, we're approaching hopefully the, the near end of, um, the i don't know the the shutdowns and things
1: of that nature it's going to start it's going to start turning around yeah absolutely right.
0: but it's going to take some time right and so it's adapting to the the world that we are in um and i don't think that's been on the the forefront of uh our our minds as christians um and i you know it's i, I don't want to sit on a high horse and be like oh i'm perfect and we've got this all figured out because we don't um but we want to to be diligent to Um, set ourselves up uh, to be faithful in that regard. Um, And that looks like, uh, you know, practically reaching out to the people that you're uh, in circles with. And, um, you know, and it looks different. It looks different than having people. But it's
1: not like you can't talk to anybody. You just can't get together in a group of 10 people.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, it it looks different. Where two are gathered,
1: Justin. that's, okay. Uh Uh-huh. That's what you oh, you mean you mean Matthew 18 is talking about church discipline what are you talking about <laughs>
0: um but no and and I think that cuz th- there's obstacles you know and we can we can get I think a little um skittish when it comes to things being difficult we like easy um and when things are difficult like sharing your faith um at times it's difficult because what cuz there's the fear of what happens if they reject me and it sounds silly Um, because this person's, you know, life is writing, (laughs) spiritual life. their eternity is, Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very serious conversation that we're, um, we're not willing to have oftentimes. Uh, and there's other statistical data out there about sharing your faith. You said. Um, what was the data you said you pulled? It
1: was fifty nine percent of Christians surveyed uh, during that during uh, I think it was that same study. I only used two studies the whole because th- I don't like getting uh, a whole bunch of now, different stuff. You no, know, just because then, then it starts to get confusing. Yeah, and then maybe one has a little bit of a different finding, and then pretty soon you are like not even working off of the same facts. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was fifty nine percent haven't shared their faith in six months.
0: Yeah, and there was a a, a Barna study. Um, it talks about. I think 96% of millennials is what it says. Um, and it breaks it down. Is that you? Is
1: that you? Are you a millennial or are you, you after that? I don't know. Okay, it,
0: There's different people well, who am different things. And then
1: my, my younger brother is, is Gen Y. Like we're right on the cusp.
0: I'm on the tail end of a millennial. Um, but different people will tell you different things on okay. different generations. You get to define your terms. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And so with, with millennials uh, as a whole... Um, and it breaks it down. It doesn't get every single person. What's um, it say, though? It says for millennials, it's 96% believe that part of your faith uh, means being a witness about Jesus. Um, but there's uh, 47% of millennials say it's wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith. Okay. And this was out of... oh. Is that Barna. Yeah, I'm trying to see. It was out of almost a thousand people polled who were okay. practicing Christians, 18 or older. Um, and if someone disagrees with you, it means that they're judging you. As 40% is what millennials said.
1: Well, yeah, because we're all we're all snowflakes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel like an old man because like I'm I'm saying things that I know the men of my dad's generation they're just soft. My dad's blah, a boomer, blah, blah, right? Blah. Yeah, my dad's a boomer.
0: Because um, it's interesting because 40%, you know, that last comment, if someone disagrees with you, means that they're judging you. 40% was millennials, 9% was boomers.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, and the boomers back then, I mean, you could get in a fist fight if you disagreed and no one was getting sued. Yeah. You know, we or arrested. Or you, or, it was,
0: all right, guys. Yeah. Move along. Yeah. Now we, everything's got a statute. Are, everything's oh got.
1: Gosh. Um, Everyone has a platform. Yeah. Or the illusion of a platform, and so now everyone feels like they've got a voice, and that's not a bad thing. But man, some people shouldn't. <laughs> like and you don't need to share all the all the yeah, yeah. soapbox. Don't don't get me started.
0: <laughs> well, it's goofy because ninety four percent of ninety four percent for millennials, ninety seven percent for Gen X, ninety seven again for boomers, and ninety seven across the board for elders say that uh, the best thing that anyone could ever happen. To them, the best thing to ever happen to anyone uh, is for someone Netflix? to share. Oh yeah uh, for for someone no, for someone to come to know Jesus. Yeah, but it's, there's a, the disparity there's between who so much disparity. Yeah, um, so we think it's this great thing. We think that you know someone's eternity is at stake.
1: Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Okay, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but You're I'm good. but I'm going. I'm, I'm actually getting kind of bored with statistics, but because because the the, the fact remains. Um, if, if you don't see the gospel as essential for other people, it's pretty unlikely you see it as essential for yourself mm-hmm. that be, be, because otherwise that's just inconsistent. And that's, and that's the, that's the heart of the problem is our identity is in the gospel is, is my only hope. And if it's my only hope, it's also someone else's only hope. We, we don't we don't you know bifurcate when salvation is you know who who it applies to um, you know in terms of uh, it's it's relative importance it's not relatively important it's it's consistently important yeah and uh, and so that's that's the that's the bottom line and man I'm just really tired of soft pedaling it mm-hmm. I mean and and, and wor- being worried about hurting someone's feelings yeah I don't really give a Balaams you know what about like. Are hurting someone's feelings if they're claiming the name of Christ and they're saying I'm on my way to heaven and I'm bound for glory, but I couldn't give a rat's rear end about other people knowing. Yeah, it's just it's it's unacceptable, and I'm not. And that's not my opinion. That's the Bible's opinion. Yeah, and so if you got an issue with that, you don't have an issue with me. You have an issue with God's word, and I feel like God's word can do its own fighting. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's just un, unacceptable. And, and I think we've baptized the American dream, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where, where we're, we're not anymore um, thinking that, that that is the most important thing that we could tell anybody at any time. Um, or, and, and that it doesn't matter if you hurt someone's feelings over it. Yeah. Because my feelings got hurt over it. When I was 19 years old, my feelings got hurt over it. Because all of a sudden, I'm not the God of, of, of my own life anymore. And that's offensive. And and that's 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 a that's a that's a shot at my pride. And we've never seen pride as a good thing in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so like let's just let's just start talking real about it, you know, church. Like let's just be real about the fact that if you don't care about somebody you going to hell, then you may not understand the gospel. Yeah. And you may not understand hell, and you may not understand what Jesus tells us to do over and over again. And he modeled it and he died for it, and he's coming back for it. So if that, doesn't, if that doesn't matter to you, you really need to take a look at h- how the gospel has even impacted your own life. Like, let's just be honest about it. Because, and I say that knowing that I've not always been good about that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not me pointing fingers because when you point one, you get three pointing back at you. But, but the bottom line is, like, man, I don't care what your theological hermeneutic is on Romans 8, 9, and 10. I don't care yeah. if you're not sharing the gospel with somebody. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because it doesn't have any teeth for you, and so I, I didn't mean to get all like, you know, um, riled up on that. <laughs> but honestly, man, I don't. I can't think of a lot of things that are more worthy of getting riled up about. Yeah,
0: and I think yeah, no, we we do that all the time. Um, we uh, it, being afraid to. I mean, there's. Look at the people who are afraid of getting. I don't know if you've seen these uh, lawsuits. People getting fired for sharing their faith. Um, those those are real things.
1: Um, well, there was are... a lawsuit in, in Acts chapter four where yeah. where Peter and John are before the council, they and they get they get their butts handed to them, split open, and then they go back to the they go back they go back to home base, yeah. and they rejoice that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ, mm-hmm. and then they ask the Holy Spirit to fill them. Then there's like this earthquake thing going on. And then they pray for more opportunities just like it. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that is the norm for a Christian. And we have, we have have neutered it so much that if a guy walks into a church and he actually knows his Bible, oh, he's going to be a leader. Yeah. Not he's a Christian who knows the word of God. Yeah. But, oh, he must be headed towards a a pathway of ministry. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, what, since when was it okay for Christians not to know the word? Mm-hmm. Since when was it like permissible for somebody to, you know, walk into a church and 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 be a Christian their whole life and and be quoting the same Bible verses that they were quoting when they were in college and they're fifty years old?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When was that? When did we? When did we pronounce that as not a problem? Yeah, because we need to go back and we need to rewrite that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I do it too. If I if I meet a dude who like knows, I mean, there's a guy that I do chaplain rounds with, and I see him, and I'm like, man, this guy should be a pastor. He he knows his word so well. Instead of this guy's a normal, everyday Christian working a secular job, mm-hmm. making 15 bucks an hour, who who goes home and and see, kisses his wife and kids at night, and is just a good guy. Like, why why did why is that so? amazing it's because our standard for what it means to live as a christian has just completely been lowered to the point that if, as long as someone's not having an affair and they know john 316 for 20 years mm-hmm. okay that's good that's that man good on you like that's 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 what they yeah. say over in uh, across the pond across the pond yeah put another shrimp on the barbie but yeah across um, the
0: pond and to the south <laughs>
1: well anyways (laughs) yeah and rant okay uh sorry man that just that was apparently bubbling up in me uh and again that's that's not me pointing fingers because i know that if i'm not careful i fall into that trap as well
0: yeah but it's not a that's not to say that we just because we sometimes struggle with that that it's okay you know what i'm saying um it doesn't make it any less not okay that's
1: yep that was a double negative I, I like it. those. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good because it, it, two negatives makes a positive. I don't not hate those. I have algebra. Okay. So, uh, anyways.
0: <laughs> but no, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about an analogy that you used, um, with, uh, scuba. Scuba.
1: That you use in your sermon. Yeah. One of the guys in our church actually, uh, sent me a text afterwards. It was, a it was Creed Bratton from the office. And he's like, if I can't scuba, then what's, what's all this been for? Yeah. You know, which <laughs> I, I immediately remembered that quote and I was oh, like, thank funny. you. But, uh. Yeah. Uh well what's funny about that and I, I told a few people but um uh you may or may not have noticed that I started cracking up. I did. Um when I pulled the fins out and realized there was nothing else in the bag. <laughs> so I had called my dad the day I think it was the day before, because uh, we have all our scuba gear up at the lake house and they were you up. You didn't there. know
0: Jeff's scuba's, scuba's Well, scuba's I I haven't in a long time. And and, and
1: and I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to get back in. I just don't make enough money to do it regularly because it's not cheap. I bet. If you want to go to the like we we went to Grand Cayman which is the second best scuba in in the world. Uh the first best is uh the Great Barrier Reef over in uh over in Australia.
0: Isn't that where Steve Irwin died? Sorry. That's not important. Yeah, well, Can,
1: the, I don't know. Um, Sorry. I need to oh. Um Sorry. but but you got you got these Portuguese manoir, which are like they're like um uh what jellyfish on steroids, essentially. Yeah, Can't you die? You, you can, can die. die. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go second best, <laughs> you know, all day long, and you have know, box jellyfish a hundred times out of a hundred, if I'm not going to die by being stung by something that's not in the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I, I mean, I really, uh, it actually started, um, I was, I was doing a counseling appointment this week, this past week. And, uh, it was a completely different analogy, but, but, um, it got me thinking about, about, you know, the difference between snorkeling and scuba diving, um, because, you know, whenever we, you know, growing up, we, my dad, you know, worked really hard and he, he provided really well for us and he took us on a lot of nice vacations that I'm not able to do for my kids cause I work in ministry, but, um, it builds character, man, right. he, he, he really, he really did. Man. I mean, he, he was so generous with, with taking us places and all that. And I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, But uh, ever since I went scuba diving, every time we'd go, you know, on our our yearly summer vacation, whether it, you know, we went on a cruise, we'd go to different, you know, you know, warm tropical areas and it would be like, you want to go snorkeling? I'm like, no, why would I want to go snorkeling when I can go scuba diving? And uh, well, we don't have a gear with us. Oh, okay. Well, no, I still don't want to go snorkeling. (laughs) Like I'd rather do nothing than, than, (laughs) than go snorkeling at that point. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a really interesting analogy because. There's so many similarities between the gear you use if you want. I mean, if you want to geek out and, you know, get all kitted up with with with, uh, you know, all the all the bells and whistles, because, you know, you'll you'll use uh, that Vesta held up, which is called a buoyancy compensator or a buoyancy compensating device, um, which actually is hooked up to your air tank and you can there's a button that you can inflate it. Um it's kind of like you know when you're on a plane and they're like, you know if if your if your vest doesn't inflate, you can use this little hose to blow into it, and it'll inflate, yeah. but please don't do it till you get out of the out of the plane. Um,
0: Only if it's going down.
1: <laughs> right. It's like, uh, no, I think I'm going to, I think I'm just going to, yeah. So, um, but that, that essentially what that does is that, is that regulates your buoyancy. Yeah. And so if you're, if you want to stay on the surface and just snorkel, well, now you're not going to have to be treading water. It'll, it'll, it'll keep you afloat, you mm-hmm. know, or you can just do, I know you like the water wings, but um, you know, not all of us can rock those. Hey, uh, it
0: takes a certain person.
1: It's true. A certain it, style. Takes, it definitely takes a certain person. Um, so you use that with, with both. Okay. And then there's a mask with a snorkel, which I held up, which you use that with both. Mm. You got fins, you use that with both. But if you want a scuba, you need a regulator, you know? And, and, and what the funny thing was, I, I gave him this list of the things I wanted and somehow the regulator and the, and the hoses and all that didn't make it into the bag. And so I'm like building up to this big crescendo and I'm like, oh man, I don't actually have what I'm trying to illustrate, but it actually illustrated it because it was like without the regulator, you ain't going. Yeah. And so, um, but I was looking at that as like, kind of like the, the nominal surfacy Christian who's snorkeling. Mm. And then you've got the guy who's actually going deep and getting to see the real treasure and getting to experience the real beauty. And and the deeper you go, I mean, there's certain things you don't see unless you're, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet down. Yeah. Um, there was one time where I, I wasn't paying attention to my depth gauge, which is part of the hose thing um, that the regulator is a part of as well. And it's all kind of connected because um, it tells you your air and it tells you your depth and all that. And I wasn't paying attention because I was brand new. I was 120 feet down on the north wall of, of Grand Cayman Island. And all of a sudden, I hear this ding 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 and that's the that's the dive instructor just banging the heck out of his air tank with his dive knife. And said, you got to get up here and I actually had a had some ear problems after that because I went down too far and then came up too fast. I didn't have the bends, but I had like a reverse block on my ear and that still bugs me to this day but um just looking at the way that so many people are just so content. I mean, you you watch these vacation you know uh, advertisements and things where like oh we're all out we're all out snorkeling and it's like yeah you can see ten feet below you yeah you want to throw on an air tank and a, and a regulator you can go hundred feet down you can go to we did we did a shipwreck dive we did a night dive we did all the, I mean just uh, I was just spoiled man but but I say all of that because once you have experienced the true. And and the the depth that's meant for the Christian life, you don't want the surface anymore. Yep. Yeah. you know I don't want to look at a at a I had a, I had a, a queen angelfish follow me around a reef, uh, but I was twenty feet down. If I was on the snor- on on the surface, that ain't happening. You know, we went to Stingray City where you s- literally s- swim with stingrays, and I had one sucking on my leg for a be- best part of ten minutes. <laughs> it was the mo- It was a, one of the coolest things in the world. But you don't do that without an air tank, and so I just feel like. A lot of times, the Christian life, people don't even understand what they're missing. Yeah. And if they would just be obedient and just be dedicated to it, um, yes, we're commanded, but you don't have to command someone to do something that they enjoy doing. Yeah. And and, and so um, that was where that analogy kind of came in was because um, you can't see... What are you looking at? What's, no, you're what's okay? You're looking like something was wrong. No, no. you you can't. You it's you've heard that you've heard the 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 phrase that you just don't know what you're missing. Yeah, you know, um usually it's when someone's trying to get you to try some weird food, and it's like, no, I'm cool, man. I don't want green eggs and ham. And it's just like, man, you don't know what you're missing out on. And then Sam I am tries them, and he's like, whoop de doo this is amazing. Is that what he said? But I, I guess what I'm I, my, my passion behind all of this is that if Christians would just follow the commands of Christ, go deeper, challenge themselves, ask others to challenge them, ask others to help them, because the other thing is when you dive, you don't dive alone. Mm-hmm. You dive with a buddy. I didn't even throw that in there, but you you got a dive buddy, and you watch each other's back. And if you, you know, one time we saw a barracuda way off in the distance, and those things are like shiny. And so it, it almost looks like it's like some metal thing that's, well, I wouldn't have known about that if my dive buddy hadn't, hadn't pointed it out. Mm-hmm. And then we all started heading back to the charter boat because you don't want to be, I mean, those things, those things can move through the water faster than you can see. And again, I mean, there's so many parallels. But if, if, if Christians would, would stop trying to baptize their own dreams and, 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 and hopes and aspirations and rather trade those for the ones that Jesus gives us, and allow those to be the, the guiding, the guiding force, um, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, oh, I'm trying to think of the word here. I'm, I'm losing it right now. Um, if we, if we would trust that and, and stop thinking that God somehow wants, wants us to, to, to be missing out and instead realize that God is actually offering us something much, much better than anything we want you know i think uh you you've got a quote coming up that's going to illustrate that from our, our our buddy clive staples um oh clive it it you don't want to snorkel if once you go once you once you go scuba diving yeah
0: no and to to further to quote mr uh c.s lewis um it, it so this is a uh, from weight and glory um weight of weight of glory right? right is it from the way to glory i think so It'll be in the show notes if you're interested
1: in the in the I thought it was mere Christianity, honestly. Was it? I don't I honestly don't know. I've well, been, we'll I haven't put it read in either one notes. in a while.
0: Um but it's it would so this is a direct quote. Um it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half hearted creatures fooling around about with drink and sex and ambition with infinite joy or sorry, when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. And so we, we spend so much time uh, skimming the surface, um, we don't get to see um, the, the beauty of what the Christian life uh, that is taking that deeper plunge is um so
1: not only are we like you said we're, we're commanded to do it um we're commanded to to share but it's not it's not a, it's not a, like a he's not making a power play yeah he's no. not commanding it to us because because we we won't enjoy it yeah it's it's for our
0: good too like it's hey like you this is for your benefit um so when we're called to you know spend time in the word um and you know we're supposed to uh Love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and strength. Um, when we're supposed to do those things um, and exercise those spiritual disciplines—praying and fasting and things of those nature—sharing the faith. Um, it's not because God wants to take something from us, or that He's just He needs us to do those
1: things. Uh, it's for our joy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not missing out yeah. on His own glory when we choose something else. Yeah. He is missing out on a relationship, yeah. But we're not diminishing God's joy by by refusing what He has. Like that, we're the ones who lose. There, He doesn't lose because He's already complete. Mm -hmm. You know, in a
0: Trinitarian union, baby.
1: Well, and and, and to back you up with the C.S. Lewis, um, for this is from Mere Christianity. If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. And Mm. so, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never felt completely fulfilled. In anything I've ever done. Yeah. There's always been this like, uh, I think Matt Chandler years ago, this was like 15 years ago. He was talking about how like everything hits a ceiling. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that we, we, we have this limitation because of where we are right now. We're not home. Yeah. You know, we're not at home with dad. And so like, even, I mean, you think about the things that, that, that people pursue in order, you know, hedonistically for pleasure, you know, it's either sex or drugs or money or whatever. And yet they're never satisfied mm-hmm like now ne- it's never enough i mean i i, I was watching a movie about I, I don't know if it was some like wall street movie or or, or something and it was like when 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 will you have enough money in your account and the guy was I, i'm i'm butch- butchering it because i can't remember what it was from but he was like it's like what does that mean what does that mean uh, you know when you had when you had your made your first million you couldn't wait to make your first 10 million and then when you it's not like you stop you're just like okay now i gotta i gotta go more because nothing ever satisfies Hmm. It just doesn't, it's not supposed to, Yeah, you know, our, our worship, our ascribing ultimate worth to something so that it directs and forms and permeates all of our lives. The only time that that worship is, is fulfilled is when, when, when it's centered around Christ. And that's why people who have tons of money or who are, you know, just sleeping around or who are, you know, name, name the, name the idol. They don't like all of a sudden reach a point and be like, okay, I'm good now. Mm-hmm that has that needs to be as as compelling as as we both know that it is yeah like but yet yeah, we still will wake up the next morning okay well hmm when's the new iPhone coming out or when's the you know I mean I could sure upgrade this or you know i mm-hmm. everyone's doing home improvement stuff right now which makes me look really bad <laughs> because I am I mean like I can play the guitar I can sing I can preach I can public public speak I cannot do home improvement I'm horrible at it And that makes it even worse because my dad owned a construction company when I was growing up. And I just did not learn anything because I was an immature little brat. And I just didn't (laughs) want anything. The the best way to get me to not want to do something is to tell me to do it. My wife will send me a video. Hey, watch this. I'm never watching that thing. You know, it's like, it's it's so, and then she, rightfully so, is like, why won't you just watch it? And then she'll show it to me and I'll be like, oh man, that's awesome. She's like... (laughs) That's why I sent it to you, jerk. So or you
0: find it three weeks later. Hey, I found this thing. She's like, I yeah. sent it to you. Yeah.
1: Or like, like, <laughs> like albums, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's like four people in my life that can suggest a, uh, an, a new album to me and I'll listen to it. But then if I discover it myself and I'll be like, oh man, has anyone ever heard of these guys? I'm like, hey, moron, I told you about them a year ago. And yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Well, I'm prideful. So, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But, but no,
0: any, any of the, all of those things, uh, whether it's, um, you know, think about the things that people, find hope in whether that's you know good food good vacations uh, relationships all of those things are supposed to point us to worship God as the whole intention hey these good things that God has given me um, you know not to get over spiritual with things um, I tend to do that but looking at let's say food for instance taking a delicious pork uh, you know pulled pork sandwich I like barbecue, and I'm really itching to start barbecuing soon. Um, when we take something that we we're looking at something that's good that we enjoy, um, looking at the God who created taste buds and flavor, all of that is supposed to point to a worship of Lord. Look how good you are you you made these complex things. Yeah. Um, and we'll stop with that analogy. I don't want to get bogged down it, but it it's something that all of those things are supposed to
1: point us to worship him. Right, they terminate on him. Yeah. They don't terminate on themselves.
0: Absolutely. So I I think that it's um again we we miss out and you said it like you said it is there is a a ceiling that we hit. Why well, didn't say that Chandler said that. Well, you said you quoted Chandler.
1: There I did. Go. I just I just don't want to ever yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. take credit because he's taller than me and uh, yeah, anyways.
0: Anyways. Um but you know, we hit that ceiling and and so I as As we're looking at um taking that plunge, Jeff wanted to uh challenge those who would be listening and ask, what are the obstacles?" and I think you actually asked this some something similar to this in your sermon. I'm not sure mm,
1: yeah Did it, you? yeah what, what what I said was because you said, let let your light shine before men. And I was talking about how when you, you have a light bulb, it doesn't like segment out the light it hits it hits everything around it. Unless there's a barrier, Mm -hmm. you know, unless there's a barrier there. And so like when you talk about letting your light, letting the gospel, um, you know, permeate from your pores. um, The only time that that's not going to, you know, hit somebody else is if there's an idol there that is acting as a barrier. And so and a lot of times let's let's just talk about evangelism for a second because we talked about it earlier. It's usually the idol of comfort, the idol, the idol of um, um, acceptance, you know, um, affirmation, whatever uh, you know. Keller's for, Keller's for main main for idols. Root idols. yeah, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, it makes so much sense, and I love the, I love the way Jesus uses analogies because, like, spiritual truths are sometimes hard to grasp. You know, a lot of times they feel like they're they're more theoretical. Um, you know, and, and it's, and, and Jesus just, just, you know, it's like, it's like a, this air balloon that he ties down with analogies, you know, so that, so that we can interact with it and, and the, the, the way he uses light, you know, let your light shine. Well, I don't, I've never seen a light bulb that doesn't shine 360 degrees around it, you know, but I have seen lampshades put over them or, you know, it's gets set up against a wall or, you know, whatever. There's a shadow over there in the corner that it's not hitting. Um, and, and so, um. You know, you think about, like, a like a, like a a projector. Like, we use a projector here at church to to put the words yeah. up. And that projector is going to fill that whole space unless a, some goofball like me walk, walks in front of it. You know, and, and, and sometimes I've done that. You know, I'll get done preaching, and I'm just, like, my, my brain's fried, and I'll just, like, walk right in front of the projector. And first of all, it blinds me. And second of all, my big old head, um, you know, makes this— Eclipses the— Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and those—and I, I, you know, as I was— Praying through it I mean it was just really clear to me that those are idols. So the things that block the light from hitting the people around us because Jesus doesn't say you can be light or you should be light. It says you are light mm-hmm. Well yeah, but if you've got idols that, that are that are going gonna you know cast these shadows, if there's a shadow there, it's because there's something blocking the light and that that something is an idol. And, and so, um, when you said, you know, what, what are, what are some ways that we can kind of grow in that? Was that the question you were well, going to ask? Well, there me was
0: or? just talking about the obstacles. Um, how do we, um, how do we remove those obstacles? First so of all, growing in that, yeah. yeah.
1: So we identify them. Yeah. You know, we don't walk around acting like, Oh, I don't know why I haven't shared the gospel with anyone in six months. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let's look at it. You know, you have to identify your idols. Um, I don't remember which, uh, wait, is it counterfeit gods? Yeah. I think it's counterfeit gods by Tim Keller. I read that years ago and, um, it, man, it, it, it just, it cut me right to the core. Yeah. You know, it was like, it, it, he doesn't pull any punches. And, and, um, it was once you, once you're actually willing to take a look at it and, 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 uh, be courageous enough to see your sin and to, and to ask the Holy Spirit to uh, reveal things to you. Um, it doesn't take long to say, Oh my gosh. I know why I'm not being obedient. I know I'm not letting my light shine before men. It's not that there's no light. It's that I'm blocking it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I'm, 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 I want people to affirm me and not, and not be offended by me. Um, Or I want people to think that I'm, you know, I'm not like those other Christians. It's like, uh, we're all those other Christians. First of all, we just have different ways of being dumb. (laughs) Uh, We might not hold up an Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve sign, but we might go to work and act, you know, like a, like a. Like our uh, politics are
0: the only, right, only we'll, we'll,
1: way. We'll let something else be ultimate. Yeah. So I think that's, and you know, I don't want to give like a laundry list. But I want to I, I want to leave it there. Yeah. Identify your idols. Identify why what's blocking that light because you're, it's not that you can be light; it's that you are light. So if that light's not shining, it's because you're blocking it with an idol. Boom. Very simple. Uh, not not easy, but simple. Yeah. Well. Uh, for those who are Christians, you are light, so go be it. We didn't even talk about the salt thing. We didn't. That's okay, though. We didn't. Listen to the sermon. Go on YouTube. Look up Glass City Church. Uh, it's the one with the cool logo. And three, <laughs> three dorks sitting in front of a camera singing and, pr- and playing. And then, yeah, I mean, check, it. check out the sermon because, man, it was, it, was, uh, it was really helpful to me. And it kicked my butt. <laughs> yeah. Mine, too. Good. Well, this has been the Glass City Church Podcast. Jeff, thanks so much.
0: For for hanging out and talking.
1: I I I I I'm glad to be here. Yes. Well I'm glad you're here as well. It'd be awkward if it was just you. Yeah, it would be.
0: Go like us on social media. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Glass City Church podcast. For more info, check out
1: glasscitychurch.org.